gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft, and we are recording live, live for us, on location for you, from Bruising the Burbs in Mason. Um, I just sent Danny to go scour some some cups for some beer, since I don't have any beer in front of me. <laughs> um, uh, Hi, welcome to the show. I, I don't know you at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. <laughs> so you're from the Optimist Club? Yes, I'm from the Lakota Optimist Club. We have um, been working with this event for three years now. This is our third bruise in the Burbs. Brad Lovell. Um, yeah, excited. Welcome, welcome to the show. This is a craft beer podcast. We talk about beer and we, we drink beer during during the show. Um, Cheers. Uh, perfect timing. Danny arrived back at the table. <laughs> yeah. When did an emergency glass for Sprinting. <laughs> I went and got uh, the, uh, the hoof-hearted. Right. The hoof-hearted. Uh, hoof-hearted rep was very gracious enough to give me a little bit of the uh, Bajorn dork. Bajorn dork? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, mean, I, believe, I believe that's how you say it. Legit. I mean, it sounds right for It's very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, this is it doesn't have a cool name. It's not a cool beer, right? <laughs> right I mean, isn't yeah, that a thing? Oh, dude. And funny enough, like naming a beer is not as easy as oh, what I you could, would think, too. I could imagine. You like run imagine. out of ideas or your idea's already been taken. It's banana land. This, yeah. is, this is a very dark beer for what I anticipate from Hufarted. Oh, okay. Do you, do you know anything about this at all? What, what it is? Or? I honestly don't, but I could easily look it up. It smells chocolatey. It's very good. I know that. Am I allowed to give a shout out here? Yeah, sure. Totally going to give a shout out to Sonder. I tell you what, they have been a... Oh, not those guys. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Just an incredible (laughs) partner in this for the last few years. And, you know, this year during the pandemic, our goal was to launch this the best we could. I I keep saying MVP, right? Like, how do we get this thing going? Mm -hmm. And uh, with the access, the vent permits and crap like that, it's just hard. And so them opening up their space here and allow us to kind of crash their yard. Uh, we're just super appreciative of it. So thank you to them. I'm it's doing a little double perfect. duty today. I'm a Bruise and the Burbs, Burbs board member, but I'm also a Sonder employee, obviously. Um, you know, we have this land out here for a reason, uh, and we will eventually use it more as a brewery. But as of right now, it's always really fun to yeah. see people out here enjoying a lot of beer. Uh, you know, we have Oktoberfest coming up too, so it'll be great to get some more tents and beer and vendors and stuff sent out here. But it's always really fun. I, you know, our place is a community center, and this event just leads right into that. Yeah. It's perfect. You know, a lot of people from the Burbs wanting a beer festival. That's right. Let's have it here. Well, I don't know how many people are here right now. I wish I could count very quickly. Off, of, I can't though. There's F- uh, funny enough, but, like there's a lot of people here, but like it doesn't feel yeah. crowded at all which i think is a big pro right yeah, it is like the, I, I look at the crowd that's here and like i i you know the the one beer festival that i always go to is is jungle gyms i you know yeah. I, I know bc's you know, I, I go to jungle <laughs> gyms sometimes it's close to my house i'm sorry guys um but their beer festival always feels a little crowded because it's mm-hmm. inside right. this like you th- this is this is really really nice like this yeah. is, sure. like you you don't feel it's not loud. It's not crowded. It's not. You're not elbow to elbow with people. Um, but yet, I look around and I start like trying to count heads off. You know, there's a lot of people here. This these, is great. These, these are always the best events to like bring a crew of people with, because then you just you know you all go get one beer, 
go make a little corner area, sip that beer, talk about it, go get another one. You have plenty of room to spread out. Well, yeah, I, yeah. See, I see people walking in with like with chairs and stuff yep. too, like bag chairs yep. and things. They can form their own little spot out here. There's there's plenty of space here. There's mm-hmm. got the band um, coming. They're gonna yeah, be playing too. Band's playing. I uh, yeah, and you know, and just to give a little history uh, for those that don't know why brews and the burbs is an actual thing. Uh, three years ago, Brian from BC's Biolodge came and said, "Hey, I think we need a." We need an event in the suburbs, right? Like we need an event for folks that live out here in the burbs that love craft beer and don't want to drive far from home. Right. And so uh, when we launched that, but what we said was that not only do we want to do that, but we want to drink for a cause, right? right. We want to come to a, a brewer, uh, festival, craft beer festival, but I want my money to actually go back to a nonprofit. And so for the first two years, uh, we worked in close partnership with Cincinnati Children's for their Camp and Joy and all. So we were able to give kids that were going through um, blood disorders or cancer authentic camp experiences at their camp up in uh, Morrow, I believe it right. is. This year, we switched, uh, and we're working with Edge Teen Center, which is a center um, up in Liberty Township that supports students after school, um, wraparound kind of stuff. They do volunteer service and stuff like that. So at the end of this, we get to write a really big check to the organization, right. and that's yeah. Honestly, what it's about: drink awesome, incredible beers, and give back to our community. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'm be, doing good right now, <laughs> right? You should totally feel good as you drink. I uh, so I'm new to the Brews and the Burbs board. Uh, I came on right uh, right as twenty. We were planning 2020, and obviously the world took a turn, and you know we ended up having to make the call of canceling it. And I remember the conversation of like, hey, do we just like issue refund, refunds, call it a day, move on to next year? And, you know, we kind of talked about like, hey, let's give people the option to donate. I was like, all right, you know, maybe a handful of people will donate. Almost everyone donated their ticket to charity last year. So I think it's one of those things where... You know, the chair, like people want to come out here and have a good time, but it's definitely fueled by, you know, supporting a really good cause. And it's really cool to see people's uh, ability to view outside themselves and, you know, c- contribute to the community, which is really cool. Well, yeah. craft beer in general, like on the surface, and when you when you show up, like we're, we're there, <laughs> there's a lot of geeks out there that are just hunting the next thing and grabbing this, this new beer with what, whatever in it and fruits and, and, and cereal and whatever else is dumped in it. And like, that's, that's fun. And it's like, the, that's, that's what you see when you, when you, you know, kind of look around on social media and stuff. But craft beer is, is about something deeper and bigger than that. And like, whether or not we're all able to, uh, to put that into words in any given week or any, any time, like, um, it's all still there, and I think when you, when you when you put, um, when, when you put you know, uh, when you when, when you when you're forced to kind of uh, t- to put it out there and to kind of uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the good metaphor for it, but when you're trying when you're when you're forced to 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 represent yourself as a craft beer drinker, right. it still is about something bigger well and and i think that you see that as you walk around and you look at the beer list and you see the breweries there's a culture right right they exist for a reason because they were passionate about the thing that they do and they represent a part of the community right yeah which is cool right like you said the c word the the buzzword community right and it's funny that communities become that big buzzword where like these breweries set up in communities and the communities rally around them because it's a fun place to go and you feel like 
you know, your neighborhood bar ends up being that brewery that makes really good beer. And we feel that every single day here in Deerfield Township, yep. Mason, people stop here weekly. You know, we have yep. such a great list of re- regulars and, yeah. you know, we, we do feel like we're a community center and so many breweries across the Cincinnati area also have that aspect to them. And, you know, you feel like you're coming to your spot, drinking your beer that's made here in your community. Uh, and we just want this festival to be an extension of that, right? Where it is regional, local breweries coming and bringing some of their best stuff. And shout out to Brian. I don't know if you're getting Brian on the podcast at some I hope point. So. He, you know, I give that guy a lot of crap because we're such good friends, and I frequent his place every Friday. But the guy can curate a beer list. <laughs> he really can. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> like, except it's for incredible. that. Except for that one tap that's right there. That highlight tap. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have no comment because I'm a fan of said tap. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's something better you could put on tap there that would yeah. serve the same purpose. It, it's tough for us we'll craft talk breweries about to compete with that eighty dollar keg, but yeah. <laughs> You know, I um, the other thing I want to mention, too, because I just feel like I have to do this, right? We've got some incredible sponsors as well, and I mentioned um, I mentioned Sonder. You know, they're kind of our leading sponsor, but we've had um, incredible people that have stepped up. Because here's the thing. You can have a craft beer festival, but the reality is you've got to have partners that come alongside right. you in order to be able to make that donation. And so uh, organizations that have been with us, Foreign Exchange, uh, Frost Brown Todd has been incredible. Queen City Mobile Food Truck Association. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I missing? I knew uh, when I started doing this, I was going to well, miss somebody. I mean, somebody. like Lakota, BC. Lakota, BC's Bottle Lodge, yeah. So yeah. we've got um, just incredible sponsors that year after year, when this event's done, I know they're going to say, i got to be a part of it again. Can I please? Yeah. And um, without them really this wouldn't be possible and that's a testament to you brad i think you do a great job of owning that portion of this group right we have five people that put on a beer festival it seems like five people to less in my opinion yeah, yeah. but um as far as getting sponsors and working with them and making sure they're getting bang for their buck and they enjoy themselves at the festival too it's a great mm-hmm. thing that you put on well there's yeah. uh, putting on a beer festival is not as simple as everybody might you know you're some you know craft beer fan that just walks in the door here and kind of walks around and just has your beer and you yeah. know this I could do this. We yeah. could have a beer festival. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's really really complicated. Give me to, a call to, to, to not yeah. only get. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're we're gonna start planning 2022 here in a couple months probably. Why do you speak of such things? <laughs> but I mean, we haven't even finished this event. To get, yeah. To get the beer is just a small fraction small. of of the the, the whole oh, picture yeah. of what makes a good beer festival. Yeah. Like, so many all of those things go into it. Things. Try getting an event permit in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. You want something hard? You go do that. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, there a lot of details that go into doing an event like this and you know the reality is is that you hope you hit it perfect and there are going to be people that walk away that maybe didn't have the best experience but that's not our intent right right and mm-hmm. i would say 98 percent of the people are saying gosh man this is an awesome cause you've curated a phenomenal list and look we're giving money back we feel good about this and yeah. so you know when it comes down to the planning and stuff like that there's a ton of details um you can second guess yourself about every decision you make along the way, but I'll tell you what, you know, every year I say I'm not going to do it again, and every year I do it. So I think, it, I think it, I, I think it says something. My wife, I, I'll come home tonight and I'll be like, "Hey, I'm not doing it again." She's like, "Yeah, you are." Yeah, you are. She knows but you better than she that. She does. She does. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, and Danny, you know, you you weren't able, I don't think, previously, but you know, no. when we get to take that giant check. We got a big, you know, I can't big wait. A check big that we, yeah, yeah. yeah, and we take it to edge, and then you see the impact that that money made. Like that's, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. That's what it's about. So, 
Yeah, super excited about it. Love it. The crowd's growing out here, which is good. We've um, had strong, I think we, for, for a pandemic, we had strong ticket sales. So we're extremely excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, how, the And, you know, the weather, like, personally, the weather couldn't have been better. Oh, I know. Like, Knock on wood. Yeah. I think we're good. <laughs> Supposedly, we're good. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> as, as the clouds are above us. Yeah. Every day, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. How do you take a festival like this? Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll take 2020 out of the yeah, mix yeah, because yeah. of what yeah. that was. How do you take it every year and improve on it and make it yeah. better? You know, what people want from a beer festival is not the same thing sure. now than what they wanted three years ago, four years ago. So it, it changes. It does. And so you bring up a really good point. And I should have mentioned this when we talked about birthing Brews and the Burbs. One of the things that we said is we did not want to be, no offense, but we don't want to be the big beer fest. Right. Our goal is not to create this massive environment with thousands of people um, that are getting hammered off of craft beer. Right. No offense to any you know, you beer give, festival. You can give offense to some right, of those beer right, festivals. Right, exactly. That that what we've said is that we, I actually, so our first year we had about 800. The second year we had 1,100. And I actually said, I think the 800 is the sweet spot. The reason being is that you get an intimate situation. Um, people don't have to stand in long lines. You make a sizable donation and it's kind of your niche. And so to your point of, so how do you grow that, right? Well, you can grow your revenue and your donation by people attending. You can ro- increase your donation because that's what we do, right? Like it's all about the donation on the back end by sponsors. And so what I've always said is I'd rather go after the sponsors and get the money that way than increasing the total number of tickets we sell and then increasing the experience here, right? Like Agreed. you come, you're having a phenomenal experience because it's well thought out. There's entertainment, there's bands, it's casual, right? And that, that's, I think that's how you grow it is the experience. Yeah. What are those things that you can add to that experience? Yeah. So, I mean, from my perspective, I'd love to hear what Danny says. But, you know, one of the things that we were a little bit bummed about this year. So in previous years, we've had the photo bus, which mm-hmm. was here. We had screen, screen printing on site. Yeah. Um, we've had these you know, games value add with the pandemic. Um, unfortunately, we can do a lot of that stuff. Um, it's just harder to get people to participate. Yeah. Um, but at the same rate. Um, those types of things I think are the value add and you look for like man what are those unique things that we can do what unique um, vendors can we bring in like for this year we've got the uh, brewing heritage trail group here sharing about the heritage of brewing within the city Mm -hmm. expanding to the burbs but you know on, on an non-pandemic year i think there's a lot of cool things you can bring in but danny i'd love to hear with you i think the big thing for us is that i i would challenge you to find a beer festival in the midwest that has this type of tap list and honestly uh 100 of the credit to brian on curating that uh he really pushes his contacts to bring their best stuff and he picks some of the best breweries in the region uh, genuinely, if you're trying to have some of the best beers from the breweries that are the best in this region, this is the place to do it. I, I, I would challenge you to find a better beer festival that has a better tap list. Um, and frankly, I love that it's outside. You know, you're you're bringing the weather into play when you do that. But I always think it's more fun to have this open space, the fresh air, people walking around. You see people kind of grouping up a little bit, hanging yeah. out with their crew and. You know, I think that, you know, we always get a really good list of volunteers as well that, you know, they care about what they're pouring and they speak with the people that are here representing the breweries. And it's all about experience building, right? Because I talk about it at work all the time where, 
you know, at work over there. Yeah, uh, about 500 <laughs> feet away. Yeah, right. Um, He's you know, at work. Right. Right. Work. Um, you know, there's so much good beer in this city, right? So like the experience you're able to build when people come into a tap room is super important because that makes them want to come back. They can go to any corner bar, any brewery around town, and get good beer. But they come to our place, they enjoy the, you know, the vibe of it and the beer, the food, uh, our bar staff giving a good experience, you know, willing to teach people about beer and explain things. It's the same thing for a beer festival like this. It's from the top down. You're like, we have a great group of five people that organize this, but we get a really good group of beer vendors, a really good group of volunteers, a lot of people that take pride in pouring beer for people and standing here and teaching people about the beers they're pouring. So I think it's, you know, the little things matter and to brad's point i think a lot of the stuff that we would typically have for a festival we weren't able to do this year but just making sure that you know people have a good time and they're able to enjoy an incredible tap list without feeling like because i think there's so much worry about craft beer like oh, i don't want to ask questions i don't want to seem like i don't know anything about craft yeah, beer right. you know the willingness to teach people and uh, just share their passions is always really fun and I think that this festival does a great job of that where some of the unnamed festivals <laughs> in town are more about just you know we send our core beers to those right. just because yep. they move really well and people enjoy them where here it's about like grabbing a beer that is new to you like testing your boundaries of craft beer yeah. and feeling confident in that ability so I think it's just a very unique beer festival that you frankly can't find all the time well, and this, this is not to take away from what Sonder is on a day-to-day basis, but when you come to a festival like this or you come to the Oktoberfest or whatever it may be, uh, you know, the anniversary, um, you see events like this, and this is, to me, this is what Sonder is about. Like you, you, we're all you hang about, out yeah. here and like there's there's all these these stories from different breweries wrapped yeah. up into the same thing and there's you know, there's a ton of Sonder beer pouring inside and people sitting out there in that beer garden still still just hanging out in the tap room. They're not even here for the beer festival yet it's all still going on and it all wraps up together into this bigger picture thing and uh, like this is the, to me like this is a huge part of Saunders' story and who, who yep. they are and who, who you guys are. And, uh, we couldn't do it without them. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you that. We're happy to do it. And, and you know, I'll also say, too, to your point, when we were talking about investment and making the experience, I know Danny heard me say this over and over and over again. I'm all about creating an experience, but our lens is always, if we spend the dollars on that, then it's less dollars going to the charity. Right. So we, what we yeah. want to do is create this, curate this really cool experience, but also recognize there's a balance, right? Right. And so I just appreciate Danny and the leadership team of Brews and the Burbs because they hear me say that a lot. And, you know, you, you do. You manage that tension. But, you know, Sonder is a great community partner. Um, we couldn't do it without them. Um, and, you know, not only do they give us their property, but they're a sponsor. So they mm-hmm. give a sizable monetary right. donation for this to happen. And so we're thankful for them. Yeah. And I appreciate your ROI perspective. Like it's something that I deal with at work all the time, too. And, you know, marketing from an ROI perspective can be very tough at times, but it makes a lot of sense right like hey we spend this does it generate more than more revenue than what you paid for it's a very valid thing to do and i think that we do a really good job of it and you know like brian doesn't skimp on beer like no he's, he's getting no. the he's getting some crazy stuff but i think that's part of the value add right people <laughs> see our tap list and like oh i can't miss that right beers that you can't get in distro around here are being poured today how many breweries locally would put on a festival like this though and I, that's 
kind of a rhetorical question because it's you know <laughs> you know there. Yeah, I don't think any do. I, there, there's nobody that is currently doing it. How many would? I I don't know, but like nobody's doing it. Yeah, nobody nobody has ever done it. I mean, for for the time, there have been places that tried to do this at that time, but in the current world of craft beer with how many places are out there like it's there has never been something like this yeah. done at a brewery where um, it, it ties this whole community in to the, the brewery yeah like this and that that is something that I, I feel strongly about and something that um, uh, only makes me feel better about who Sonder is and um, yeah I like it yeah we love what we makes do makes me feel good we're happy to do it um We'll take a break, and we'll be back, uh, hopefully, with uh, somebody else. Well, I, I Much cooler I, people. I, I, I yeah. don't know who. Much cooler. But <laughs> you know, we gotta get we got to get Brian Brownlow over uh, here. Hopefully, you know? hopefully it'll be Brian, but I, I've seen him at all, so who yeah, knows? Yeah, he's around. He might I'm, be in the VIP tent. He's, uh, a, he's a social guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to go find him. We'll get him over here. Yeah. He'll look different. Every time I see Brian, he looks different, so. Uh, he's rocking a mane right now. <laughs> he, he does. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, man, okay. His, next. his flow So by the, time it, by the time he gets over here, he might be bald. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> we'll be back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Thanks, now. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. We're back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Brian, w- welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. W- when was the last time you were on? Uh, uh, it probably was Flavortown, right? Like before Flavortown, we were talking about that. Is that right? Yes. You were you were at Montgomery, yeah, hanging out for a long I, time. I, I, I don't think we had you on the show then. I don't think I was on, but you were doing a podcast. Maybe I was on briefly. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know when you were. On maybe the show. it was. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was Punch Out. That's the last time I that, actually that remember being on the show. <laughs> Just, just for shits and giggles. I'm, I'm, I don't usually go to my notes during the show because it takes too long to look shit up. But I'm, I'm actually really curious right now, um, to see when you were actually on on the show. The last time I was sober enough to remember was Punch Out. Uh, you were and sober at Punch Out. Well, no, you were the sober only enough. Only one. There is a, there's a key word there. Enough is the word. <laughs> I can't even find it quickly because Kenny was not. <laughs> Note unavailable. Fucking Wi-Fi. Let's just say it was the first time. This is yeah, the first time sure. I've ever been on the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks for this having me. This is Cincy Brewcast. We are the voice of Cincy Craft. We talk about craft beer in Cincinnati. Um, and this is a great place to talk about craft beer in Cincinnati because this is a freaking killer beer festival. I can't think of a better place to talk about craft beer in Cincinnati right now. Uh, yeah. I, I Right now, I, I, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> in this exact moment, <laughs> it is perfect. Um, so, um, what in the world possesses you to try to take part and create a festival that is like this uh selfishness i get that is a is a big driver <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very honest uh, <laughs> i'm really thirsty right now what can i do <laughs> well i mean so so my family and i we live we live in mason we live in the northern suburbs and so selfishly we wanted a beer fest up north here Something close. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of what started BCs too. Was the also, fact that yeah, at, it's all the, it's all driven from self. At the time, apparently. there really was not a lot of places to just go and grab a good craft beer outside of you know kind of the the hub of what quote unquote Cincinnati is. That, that is correct. Um, yeah. I think I think actually the only brewery uh, when we opened Liberty that was around was Dogberry. Right. 
everything else has come after us. Right. So. I, I, and that's including, you know, places like, like Rivertown that yep. are up there now. We're not there then. Fig <laughs> Leaf wasn't there. Uh, Grainworks wasn't there. 16 Lots wasn't there. Sonder wasn't there. What Common year did you guys there. open? Uh, we opened in 2016. It's it's hard to remember what craft beer in Cincinnati was like then. It was different. <laughs> it was it, it different. Was different. <laughs> it, and it continues to change and it continues to evolve. And things like this, to me, become more important now even than they might have been then. You know, it, it, a beer festival... If you would, if you had done this in you know 2016, it would have been awesome to have something like this in the suburbs, a, a thing for people to go to, to to have this, this 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 escape from uh, downtown and, sure. and what beer festivals there might. I don't think they were ready be. for it up here in 2016 yet. I think they were. They, they probably just, were. They but just didn't. They, they didn't know. No, it. Nobody was. Yeah. Nobody was helping. Well, we didn't have any breweries up here. Right. Right. Like we really. But there were still craft beer drinkers. I mean, oh, I, for so sure. I live for in Fairfield, sure. and we, we won't talk about the place that I frequently do my grocery shopping at and buy a lot of beer at. Swine City. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I I know that that place has always had a community of craft beer drinkers that would that would gather there and be like, man, this is this is stupid. Like we're all here at a grocery store, yeah, and we don't have any place that we can. Go. So we used to hang out. If you remember, uh, there was a place called Craft Point. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. If you remember Craft uh, Point, yeah. Like, like BC started because of Craft Point, and and we just were like, this is this is awesome, this is amazing. I want to replicate this. Right. I want to be able to do this. And so that's, I mean, that's where everything came from. Craft Point. A noob. Shouts out <laughs> if you're listening. I don't think he is. But. <laughs> he probably is. He's a he's a yeah. realtor now. But the world of craft beer then is very different than the world of craft beer now. Oh, uh, I mean, you're talking about what do we? It's like six years. Six. Year, we're talking about a difference of six years, right? Like, but uh, the industry is. What What the hell are we going to look at in in ten years and fifteen years from today? Like, what What is this going to look like? I I really don't know. I, we're, we're all going to be drinking seltzer. Actually, you know what? I, I can I can tell you what I think it's going to look like. I think it's going to look like uh, a rising tide raises all ships. I, I, I think there's enough good beer coming out of Cincinnati that maybe places that aren't making good beer yet will have to step up the game, or, or I, I think they unfortunately end up not around anymore. So, I I agree. Um, I feel like pre-COVID, so we'll say 2019. Mm. Can we go back to pre-COVID? <laughs> no, like no. Just five years ago. Just I'd love I, to go five so, years ago and but hang here's, out in that. But here's, <laughs> I feel like we were drifting away from that idea of community and the rising tide lifts all ships kind of mentality. I feel like people were starting to get a little bit cutthroat with each other and I'm, I'm speaking of breweries specifically I don't know how it how it translates into into your world but um, I feel like people were getting a little bit nasty with each other and then this this COVID thing happened and it kind of humbled a lot of people and reminded everybody that they're all kind of in the same boat and I feel and I could be completely wrong about this but I feel like it's kind of uh, reminded people that this is a community and a thing that we all kind of have to build together. I think that's partially right. Like I don't, I don't know that I see the the cutthroatedness 
um, that that maybe you we should go to the seen. we should go to the uh, the off air tapes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like, so I you probably guys. Yeah, it's okay. I promised you, I wasn't recording. I, this is off the record. Um, I mean, I'm sure you have much different conversations than we have. Right? Are we like, still recording, man? Yeah. <laughs> can you can you hit the the power Pause button it. on that? Pause, <laughs> Pause that. I've got something off record. I need to say. Uh, I I don't. I, I mean, I honestly, we genuinely do not see the cutthroatedness that maybe uh, happens between breweries. Do you do you love all of the people that kind of do the same thing that you do? I don't not love them. Um, and, and in fact, we've tried to promote working with people in our same industry. Now, sometimes that doesn't work. We've, we've seen you do some fun collaborations with Higher Gravity and places like that. that, yeah. that, that, that but I've, I've never seen you collaborate with some of those other guys. Some people don't want to be collaborated <laughs> with. And, and I mean, if they don't, that's fine. I mean, but like, so, but so is that a sign of something else within this industry that, and, and maybe I think it's maybe a business it's thing, it's right? Like it, I think it always comes back to business and, and ultimately we do this because we're passionate about it, but we also have to feed our families doing this. And so there is this hoarding mentality sometimes where a, a new thing shows up and and it could be it could be kind of scary because you're not you're not sure what they're going to do to your business. Right. Um, the reality in our business is is ninety five percent of our customers come within a five to seven mile radius. So it's not like we're expanding uh, our customer base into these other areas that maybe have some other shops um, that that would even be affected. But there is there, there's always like the. Uh, or at least there used to be the competition to the most rare. Give me the most rare. Give me the most uh, selective beer list that we can have because we're special and we want we want that special liquid. But I don't even know that that exists anymore at this point. I, I don't know either. I don't. I don't think it does. It doesn't. No. Come on in, Ben Comer. Sorry. Hi. Hi. Um, no, it doesn't. And it's because you can find all of this stuff at your local gas station anymore, right? Like, <laughs> like true. the package side of everything is not. Is Shout not out to my the local like, gas station. Sure, for sure, right? Yeah, <laughs> but like the the, the 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 limitedness of like package stuff is not there anymore. Draft, we're still kind of with it, right? Like it's like you can you can get some limited draft options, yeah. but as far as cans go, man, like the way the way everything goes now, it's just you can find it everywhere. You can find it at Kroger. You can find it like even there's like the Oakley Kroger that has one of the biggest beer sections that a Kroger has that I've ever been into, right? right. Like it's just it, yeah, it's not a. Uh, it's not a special market anymore, for, especially for package stuff. So yeah. that, that brings up that same question, though. Like, why why do a festival like this in 2021? Why is something like this important today versus in, you know, 20, 2016? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like, the, I mean, you can see there's there's tons of people here, right? Like, this why? still brings a draw. Like, why are we all Who knows, like, why right? is this like, exciting? It, it, but but and I think I think a lot of it has to do with the draft options. Like I said, like the package stuff is dead. You can get package stuff anywhere. What we have here is limited draft options that not anybody has. Like Country Boy, that double barrel shotgun wedding. That's literally the only keg that came in the state that's here right now. Um, and there's 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 plenty of other beers. I just know that's just one off the top of my head. Well, and I also I also here, think right? you've got a large population out here that that doesn't necessarily want it's, to drive downtown. It's to a the beer brews fest. and the burbs, and right. that's why right. it's here, right? Yeah. That's the only beer festival that's not downtown. So you you attract Mason and Westchester and Liberty and Fairfield and uh, Milford and Loveland and, and these suburbs that are up north that that haven't they, they haven't had their own party, right? Like they have to travel to the party, and now now you're providing a party for them in their backyard. 
Like that's right. That's super sexy to a lot of people, and you you throw a great tap list on top of it, and people want to come out and downtown is 20, 30, 40 minutes from these people, and now we're ten to fifteen, right? So it's but I can't like in my head I can't figure out like I it takes me twenty to thirty minutes to get here in the same way that it takes me 20 to 30 minutes to get downtown. You're in the yep. good part. You're in the good part of the world, but, man. <laughs> but I would, I would, and, and no offense to any of those downtown beer festivals. I mean, I, the, the, yes, offense to them because they're, they're some of them suck, but, um, but I would much rather come here to this festival than there. And I trying to understand in my head why that is, is, is interesting. I, I think there's a couple things. So this festival is not a business. This festival is a charity. It's true. Um, we don't we don't have employees to pay. We're not uh, trying to cover salaries. Like every dollar that we make from this festival goes to a charity that's a local charity. Right. Um, the other thing is is we're not. I, I do all the beer buying, so like I'm focused on the tap list. I'm not uh, focused on volume as far as breweries. Like I just want the best tap list that I can possibly get, and. You know, I use the relationships I've been building over for the last six, seven years to, to do that. And I really feel like we have that here this year, too. This Everything here oh, is it's fantastic. Dope, right? It's yeah. dope. I think they drank all the high wire. I'm not, I'm not no, sure. No, I think, I, think, I think they had a, uh, they had a CO2 tank it's, problem, and did. so they're moving yeah. it somewhere. It's, it's fascinating to me um, when, I, when I got Pivot, here. baby. And, I was, <laughs> and I, was, I was setting up to watch where the lines were forming and where they weren't. And Highwire has consistently had a line the entire time that I've been here. Well, so there's, the, here's the thing is. Love Highwire. Uh, Masthead is over there under that tent. Correct. Um, Equilibrium is gotcha. under that tent. Uh, so it's it's not just Highwire; it's a premium brand, which is a, a local distributor. So they've they've brought some some different beers here. So it yes, it looks like a Highwire tent, but there are other other beers under there. But it looks like they're moving, and I don't know where they're going. Yeah, there's Brian. Should we they're ask solving Brian? problems. <laughs> Should we ask Brian where they're going? I mean, this is this right is now. beer fest life, right? Like you got to right. solve problems right. and and just fix things when you can fix them. Where does where does this all go from here? So. Um, and, and this may be hard to answer, but you know, you, you look at the world of, of 2016 craft beer to, to now and how things have changed and how I, maybe it hasn't changed all that much looking around oh, and what no, people are excited about. It's changed. I, so I, <laughs> r- earlier this morning, I went down to, uh, to Danger Wheel. And I, oh, were you down uh, there? I stopped How was it? Bit. Was it, it was awesome? Uh, awesome. I have it's, never it's been to Danger Wheel. That's something I've always wanted to do. Probably yeah. a complete <laughs> shit show right I now. feel like BC's <laughs> needs a Danger I was, Wheel team. I was there like at lunchtime. I went and grabbed some wings at, at, at Braxton and, and had a beer there. And I sat down at the bar and I was, I was just sitting for a minute drinking a, a Dortmunder, which uh, they're twisted bit. I freaking love. And I'm watching these people just walk in the door one after another buying seltzer just over and over and over. And like uh, I, that's where it's changed, I, right? Like, isn't that, that crazy? That's, that's my point. And I look at that, and I'm like, oh, my God, craft beer is so different Is now. that craft beer, though? Do you, does know. that fall under the umbrella? That's, that's, that'll go down a whole rabbit hole. Did, Have Braxton, you had, did Braxton make it? Okay. Like, okay. Like, yeah. That is your point, <laughs> and then I got yes, questions. Yes, they made it. Um, so I look, when I'm sitting there at that bar, I'm like, oh, my God, craft beer is so different then, now than it was then. But then I come here and I look at this. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, craft beer is exactly the same as I remember it being. Like, look at look at everybody's drinking craft beer. They're all excited about craft beer. These are all people that bought tickets and are showing up to a festival to drink craft beer. 
maybe there's a seltzer on tap here. I don't. There's I don't one. There's, there is. There's one. There is and one. It's delicious. I bet it's got a line. It's, that's, that's that well, line I mean, it, it's <laughs> 300 calories a can. If that's still <laughs> the, seltzer, the, right? The best like, seltzers are right. Yes. I mean, it's it's an <laughs> apricot cream seltzer from Untitled Art. I mean, I don't. Is that a seltzer? Does that? Because when when I think seltzer, like I think someone who Hi. wants like carbonated water with low calories and low sugars. You know what the best seltzer still is? It's that freaking bubbly from from Pepsi. It's a non-alcoholic seltzer. It's it's it counts. Carbonated water flavored with uh, you know artificial flavoring, and it's freaking delicious. And I drink it all day long when I'm at work, and I can't drink. Have you had Smooge? I have not had smooth. So I, I had. Don't want so smooth. I had the so opportunity good. of trying smooth, um, and it's it's not a seltzer. Like it really isn't. It's like, like an overfruited sour, right? Like yeah, that's how that's, they drink. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. that's what seltzers have become. Is like overfruited. Um, I mean, unless you're buying like the the super light slim cans of of seltzers, right. the clear ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. The smooth is. Here's the thing. People love sugar. But I don't even know that people love beer anymore. Like they just like sugar. But, but, but look yeah, at look at all of these people. That people still like beer. They do absolutely. They I do. feel like there is just there is a large segment of people that might have been also out, like sugar out at bars drinking something that didn't know, still don't know what they want to drink, and are just just grabbing the least offensive thing that they can grab. I think we we. We work with those customers every single day. You also have a tap that that yeah. I don't agree with. You have a high life tap. I mean, it's PBR right now. Is it, PBR? It, it switches back and <laughs> little, forth. A little bit better. It's the hipster <laughs> handle, man. Hey, that's the thing. I mean, we've had to change our business model because we I, we get a ton of people that come from, in and they're like, "Hey, we want we want Bud Light or we want a, Miller Light." From a business perspective, I can't fault you. The same way, from a business business perspective, I can't fault Sonder for cranking out seltzer, Braxton for cranking out, whoever it is. I tell you what, six years ago, but you, uh, you couldn't have convinced me that there was a time I was going to put those things on tap. You couldn't. I mean, like we would have fought over whether or not High Life or PBR would have ever been on tap in my bar. Does it take? Well, a, that was the original model, right? I mean, yeah. it was like it was independent it was, only. It was, yeah, yeah I mean, so like we've yeah. turned. Uh, We've turned breweries away when they were bought out. Yep. Um, Golden Road. Uh, we don't carry Platform anymore. Um, Lagunitas. Like when these craft breweries sold, like we we drew a line, and for us, at, at some point, it was well, we got an Attaboy, and like it really didn't it didn't change anything. No. It didn't change who came to our shops. In fact, it might have hurt, right? Like Possibly. in the sense, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, because yeah. we don't get Waldos or we don't yeah. get that uh, Bourbon County or whatever yeah, it is, like yeah, that yeah, kind right, of stuff, yeah, like. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you make these lines, and you're like, "Why are we doing this? Yeah, like, taking why the does stand this is not always helpful, exist? right?" Um, and at this point, we're like, "I mean, people want to just have a light beer, and but there are light beers. I know, I know." But well, we always we always kept one light beer on it. We always made it a like an, an, an inexpensive tap. Buck it was light. always some craft. Exactly. Buck light was it was a craft something that was light that was inexpensive for us to buy and for us to put on tap, and that's what it was for the longest time. But even then, you would try to sell some people like one. They would drink one glass of that, like, oh, it's too hoppy. Yeah, it's like this is the it's lightest beer I've ever had. Right? Like, like it, yeah. My my favorite story was. No, uh, we can toss them a high life and make them happy, right? <laughs> or a PBR. Uh, Little Fish did this beer, um, and I haven't seen it in a while, but uh, they made this beer called Our Lightest Beer, and it was probably my favorite beer to have on tap ever, because you immediately get the question, "What's your lightest beer?" It's our lightest beer. <laughs> and they'd look at you like, what are you talking about? And it's like, 
No, number six did, up there. Did you it's read the tap it's our lightest beer. Lightest beer. <laughs> we ran with that. What was that? That odd side beer me for the longest oh, time, which beer was me? just there. They yeah. literally tried to make like a PBR clone, and that's what it was. Like, beer me. Yeah. Um, fretboard does a great one. Uh, that's new. Uh, acoustic. Yeah. Is yep. is a crusher. Um, Garage beer. Legendary. Cheetah, right. Like what was the what category. was the Sonder one for a minute? Uh, uh, Oh, so the one with the duck, right? The what? What the hell they call that? Quacky. The, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. we ran that for a little bit beer. too. Yeah, quacky. Yeah. Uh, it was a good beer. Yeah. Which was, I mean, Zauber. Yeah. I remember Zauber. Zauber was fantastic. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but Rally Cap might or might not be Zauber. <laughs> don't, don't tell Saunders. <laughs> don't tell. Shh, shh. It's a secret. But they don't listen to podcasts, anyways. I'm, I'm curious though, like. It, where you know in 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 the bigger kind of picture of of craft beer how does that how does that change when somebody walks into a bar or a brewery and they say i want your lightest beer and that starts a conversation or they walk in and say i want what, what do you have this closest to bud light yes and, and having that conversation about oh well we we don't have bud light but here's what we have here's why it's similar here's why it's different like that that conversation about beer are we I actually love that, that conversation. But are we getting I, away from that? But it's no. also still hard to make these people oh, you have happy a lot of times. And, like, and we just went the high life. Yeah, but you'd be you'd be surprised how many like hardcore domestic drinkers you tell them what 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 do you have that's like Miller Lite? I got high life. I don't drink that. <laughs> right? They're so <laughs> hardcore. Oh, yeah. They're I mean, so like hardcore. they are. They, they have are. a brand and they stick to it, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. Right. That's it. Um. So then it's it it actually it it means we have to have a, a deeper conversation. And I mean, we have conversations all the time with people about. Well, but the, the, a lot of those people also come in and they're like, they're, "I was like, well, do you, have you drank anything else?" And you're like, "Well, they, they're like, yeah, I like ales and lagers." And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Well, that's okay. well, you literally just told me you like every beer on my yeah. board, so <laughs> like, like you're in the right fucking place, man. Like this is perfect." Um, but uh, it's just, yeah, that's, they, they have this old school thing like in their brain of what ales and lagers are, and it's. Maybe they went to Europe once and they had some stuff over there or whatever it is, but they don't understand that that's just, you just said umbrella, like right. you like all of it. And then you, I, I think what you break down is you just explain to people, um, here, here are some flavor profiles that you're going to get from these different beers and, and particularly what flavor profiles do you like? We're really good at matching a beer with any kind of palate that walks through the door. We always keep our tap list. I mean, and that's probably the the most challenging thing we do is keeping a diverse tap list of both styles, um, and 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 breweries and adjuncts and, and things on the board, so that I don't I don't care what you drink when you walk through the door. Um, I'm gonna find something that your palate is gonna agree with, and you might not think you're gonna like it, but at some point you, you turn that corner and you're like. Man, I, I really did enjoy that. That was really good. Thank you for the recommendation. Sometimes, sometimes it takes a couple of sips, but they're they're there eventually, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Or a bucket of Little Kings. Sure. Who sure. else is <laughs> handing out buckets of Little Kings? They've got adjuncts now. Yeah. Shout out to the Logger House. <laughs> That's crazy. I tell you baby. what, we started we started selling buckets of Little Kings, and it's it's amazing what what late night crowds love, <laughs> right? Like I don't. It's not it's not our core. Or maybe it is our core. I have no idea. Um, but like being kind of in that uh, that craft dive bar uh, area, like they're they're just people that love to drink shitty beer, 
And they know it's shitty. shitty beer, right? Like they know it's <laughs> shitty beer, and they're like, I just, I just want to chug some Little Kings. Little Kings is a GABF award-winning. There you go. Dairy right. See, it turns out it's not a shitty beer. Turns out it just comes in a seven-ounce bottle. Right. I think I told you when I got here. I was like, we sold a case. An entire case of Coors Banquet in three hours yesterday. <laughs> Little Kings. It's crazy. Little, right? right? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Little Kings might be, I'd have to look at the notes, which again, I'm not doing right now because it's too much work, but it might be the most award winning beer in Cincinnati. Really? Still. I it's, did not know that. It's, that's it's close. Uh, we're ta- don't we're talking about don't the tell uh, it's very Fatheads different. bro that. Right. right. He'll, he'll <laughs> in, fight you. In, in Cincinnati. Mm. Oh, he'll still fight yeah. you. Yeah. Strong Headhunter is the most award-winning <laughs> beer in Cincinnati. Ohio, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it might be... It might be close now. Definitely breweries, I think. Brink has definitely taken the uh, the, the reins as far as oh, the most well, Hold the reins? Is that a pun? Or is um, that uh, intentional? Not intentional, but wow. I'll take so it. Well done. what you just did. <laughs> well done. So <laughs> what, what gets you excited right now about craft beer? Um, actually, what I'm seeing is a, a return to beer. A return to beer flavored beer is what gets me excited about craft beer right now. What does that mean? Uh, that means I'm beer. seeing a lot more uh, lagers. I'm seeing a lot more pilsners. Um, I'm seeing a lot more like just clean styles that don't have adjuncts that just stand on their own. West Coast IPAs are coming back, which I'm just a huge fan of. Um, I, ju- I just think we're getting back to a time where beer tastes like beer again. And that doesn't mean like the, the, the sweet beers and the, the pastry stouts and the milkshake IPAs are going to go away. There's, there's a place for them, and I think they're attracting... It's settling in. Yeah, they're attracting new drinkers because I think, I think the younger drinkers love... Or have grown up on this like my kids love it sugar rush right like it's just <laughs> joke my my four year old my one year old do not energy drinks and and but they, uh, there's all those people that come in there like I don't like IPAs but I like milkshake IPAs. yeah it's like well that's why that's there right that's, and and why do you know yeah. why you like that? it's because of the sugar yes, like exactly. you love the sweetness yeah. of it which is which is great but I I like that we're coming back to that cleanness of beer seriously right what makes you maybe a little bit nervous about craft beer today. Gosh, that we just continue with the sugar. We're, <laughs> we're all gonna have diabetes, and <laughs> as if the alcohol wasn't enough. Right? Let's throw it's, a it's bunch like of a, sugar. It's in doctor, there. I don't know. I don't eat sugar. Yes. Right. right. It's almost like natural right. four loco. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think, I think there's going to be, uh, I, I think, depending on business models of breweries, um, there's going to be a point where, where mediocre beer is not going to keep you alive um and and i think that really depends on what what you're trying to do like i I think if you're trying to become a big or or a medium uh distribution brewery like where you're at yeah like i mean if you're a neighborhood pub i think there's i think there's space for a million more neighborhood pubs yeah if if that's your business model i don't it it doesn't matter there's places already surviving like that right now right right? yeah Yeah. so i don't think the liquid is as important in those spots but if you're going to become a, a larger brewery that you're like your goals are distribution and trying to get out there, like it, bad beer is not going to work. Mediocre beer is not going to work. There's just there's so much good beer out there now that it, it is it is harder and harder by the day for someone to pass off something as better than it is. Right. You gotta, you gotta put a lot of money behind mediocre beer to 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 pass it in you the do. middle of uh, all the other stuff. That's you know, what you, do? you add sugar to it. That's what you do. <laughs> that's what you yeah. do. You, <laughs> you coat it with man, lactose. This sucks. <laughs> Let me throw a bunch of lactose and vanilla beans in it. I put some Snickers in that. <laughs> and some okay, but we have Lucky Charms in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> 
guys. Uh, we offended like nine breweries tonight from Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> we still love you. Good. And we will gladly, <laughs> gladly carry your beer. Most of uh, most of the places that are making those uh, cereal laden sugar bombs of beers are also making some really great lagers too, which is crazy to me that like that's the, the beauty places, of it, right? The places that are like most notorious for cranking out pastry stouts and things like that uh, have other stuff that is just incredible <laughs> i was just in Asheville and we went to dissolver and uh, you know they do all these weird seltzers and the they had two hoof-hearted collabs on at the time i tried a bunch of stuff the best thing i had they had an esb on cask that they literally beer engined remember and, casks uh, oh do so, so good fun. and then uh, a, a side pool a side pool lager that was incredible and they're known for these like IPAs and seltzers that I thought were horrible when I was there, but right. it was like the loggers were fantastic. I love that. I love when breweries can do that. I do too. Like I, I, I don't have an issue with people making seltzers or pastry stouts or whatever it is. No, I it's I good business any, sense, right? Any, like it, it I don't makes have any issue with it. But I just want something else, and if you're not making something else, it makes me sad. Yeah. So yeah. make something else too, <laughs> guys. Thank you very much. Um, if you weren't here at Bruising the Burbs, I'm sorry. It was a blast. You missed and it. And you missed a really great time. Uh, go to BC's, sit down at the bar, and ask them when the next Bruising the Burbs is. Uh, Flavortown. Flavortown. We're, Flavortown's we're doing Flavortown again in we'll, October. We'll, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Shouts out <laughs> to that. That's going to be a live event this year, not virtual. Well, fingers crossed. See, now we messed up our timing on everything. I hit, hit the music. T- <laughs> That's all right. Hit it again. Hit it again. We can talk over the music I'll again. I'll just move it in yeah. post. Oh, whatever you need, whatever you Editing, need to do. Baby. Uh, uh, so pay attention because I will definitely be talking about Flavortown because I think that is one of the funnest things that happened during this COVID chaos of it, it was the best day of my life it and I threw so out my fun. back that day so <laughs> it was, so it was still fun. the best day <laughs> <laughs> listening to you was it on Sonder Stories where you talked about when you did the the, oh. the, 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 the hog roast oh, uh, for yeah. Father's Day yeah. oh my god it was such a good episode so Dude. fun your mishaps are probably more fun than your home runs I mean I'll, <laughs> I'll try them I'll give anything a go at least once <laughs> if you guys haven't heard that episode go to Sonder Stories and just uh, look around for I don't know what the episode is called, but um, it probably says something about BCs. I think it was the episode for Brews and the Burbs. That's. I think it was a it was a promotion because we're doing it here for Brews and the Burbs, probably. and then we we ended up talking about that that hog roast. It, it, it'll make sense if you find just look yeah. on whatever your podcast thing is and find it. If you like this show, Cincy Brewcast, you can always support the show by going to thegnarlygnome.com slash support, and it helps a lot, and it keeps my wife off my back mm. um, because she gets grumpy when I just spend a ton of money and don't uh, bring any in. So you can do that, and that that's awesome. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> support we'll be, the channel. We'll be back next week. I think we're talking to Braxton next week. We will talk about seltzer. I I'll, can almost guarantee we'll talk about yeah. seltzer. And ask them when we'll they're going to do a smoothie seltzer. And I will. And, and we will probably also talk about traditional German lagers because October Fuel is on shelves right now and it's amazing. So, oh, I love this season. A little bit of everything. <laughs> Cincy Podcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>